is the chop up, this is the chop up, this is the chop up, and no one can do it lava. My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G, and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we gon' have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And didn't I say I was Cam G, the coolest? Had to reel you in if you never knew us. Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers. And this is a recording where no one can do it lava. This is the chop up. This is the chop up and no one can do with lava. Hey, <laughs> hey, what's up? What's We're up? Back at it. We back. This is the chop up. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Here, it's a celebration. Hey. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a Rick James. It's oh a yeah, you know I love. I got James. you. I got you, yo. Um, happy New Year, Cameron. Hey, happy New Thank Year. Thank you. Um. <laughs> We definitely a little bit, you know, behind. This year has already gotten mm. off to a bang. It's already been a lot going on. I know I've been on the move. Right. I know you've been on the move. Um, yep. You just moved into a Not new spot. Right, right, right. Yep. It's a lot of stuff happening. You just moved into a new crib, right? Yep, yep. Got that all situated. How's that going? Just getting settled in. It's going good. like the area. It's cool. So, so you, you got a favorite restaurant in the area? Your go-to spot you're going to be hitting up that, you know, you'll be at um, three times a week? That. That's interesting that you asked me because it's a little Indian spot right by the crib, and I've ventured there a couple of times already. And it's some, I think it's some underrated food. Definitely, it's some underrated. I food. need to, and, to broaden uh, yeah. my my cuisine, um, and my palate, and kind of grow up a little bit, to. especially living in SoCal, living in Southern California now. Oh, some some melting pot. It's a there. lot of stuff, but it's a lot of just really really good Mexican food. So it's really easy to just get caught up in the taquerias and a couple different. Burrito <laughs> spots here every, you yeah. know what I'm saying, down the street. I got a couple of go-tos. They got 24-hour mm-hmm. dining, right, which is never safe for anybody, especially when you got gold. Wow. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, right. we out here trying to survive, so it is what it is. Body goals. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just happy. I'm a, When I get to go back to Dallas, which will probably hopefully be sooner than later, I want to, I definitely want to go see this Indian spot you're talking about. Well, you in my city? I mean, that's just one of them. They got a lot of them out here. That's just because of proximity. But it's been doing the job. Right. It's been doing the job. Right, right. Thumbs up. Well, you know, what else is going on with you? You know, we got some good news today. Um, we going to New York? What's happening? Oh, yeah. We going to New York. And um, hopefully I'll be able to have some good news on the next episode. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I just want to make it clear that we out here making moves. You know what I'm saying? We not just sitting oh, yeah, in one yeah. spot. We're we're nah. going national with our different endeavors, with our different abilities, and like you said, hopefully you come oh, back yeah. um, with some big big news for the Chop Up family um, as as hey. we go and punch through 2016 one time. Hey, it's gonna be a big year. Definitely, it's gonna be a big year. Definitely, shoot, I and already we we hung out. You know, shout out to um, the debate, the squad. I ain't gonna put no names on here. We trying to separate hey. um, affiliations and have you know kind of the the school grind or the work grind in this grind, but. <laughs> My team went and did their thing up at uh, mm. Cal Berkeley. We had a good time up there. I got to enjoy the weather and start off the new year up in a new a new land, in a new zone. So it was a good vibe. Okay. Mm. It was a good feeling. That's 
how was the weather that time of this time of year? I guess you, you know El Nino is going on right now, mm-hmm. um, or at least I don't know if it's still going on, was going on, but it hasn't really been raining much. So I'm assuming or hoping the brunt of it is over. But it rained the whole time. It was gloomy and wet, and mm-hmm. generally, you know, not California as you might imagine it. But you know, for it to be January and everywhere else was snowing and cold and stuff, I take it. I'm not gonna complain. Okay, I'll be out there soon. Hopefully this Come summer. On, see me, Cameron. We need you. Hey. <laughs> We with it. We got the new show. What's up? We wanted to kind of, you know, break up our segments a little different, hit, hit people with diff- different subjects, topics, a lot of stuff going on in the world. And uh, one of the subjects we wanted to bring up was, you know, the social <laughs> part where we just kind of bring awareness to different issues and the social climate, um, things that, uh, one thing that's been disturbing that's going on as of late is the uh, the Flint, Michigan crisis. Definitely. Well, in Michigan in general, but, you know, we can start in Flint and the basic necessity of having water isn't being met and hasn't been met for at least a year, a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think this issue has been going on. I've been hearing about the water crisis in Flint for a couple of years now. This is not new or late-breaking right. news, but rather um, newly put into, I think, a big enough, you know, a big enough outcry has been made to where a lot of people were disturbed enough to start to say, wait a minute, have we really been ignoring this long? This long? And so... Just now, people are gravitating mm-hmm. to it, but it's old news. It's definitely old news. Right. And I believe the issue started in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city of Flint hired, like, an emergency manager to kind of handle some budget deficits, which is pretty much like having a dictator run your city and was making business decisions versus uh, decisions for the people, and they chose to not use water from Detroit and get the water from the Flint River. Mm. And that water <clears throat> ran through the city's pipes. And it was terrible. It wasn't treated properly. There was, like, fecal matter and just all types of disturbing uh, things in the water that is poison. It's poison to drinking. I just, I, I, like, just imagine just going into your faucet right now and this uh, green, murky mess coming out of it, like, you can't live like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen a couple different shades of nonsense coming out of people's faucets, whether it be some green, weird, icky, dirty, mm-hmm. uh, just just infected-looking color. I've seen, like, some rusty red-looking goop and, like, nonsense dripping. And to know, you know, not even that that's been happening, but that people have been getting, like, um, cut off and shut off notices for their water and late bills. Still getting water you bills. You know, still getting bills, bills in Are the you mail kidding for me? issues that they've been having years and years and years. Um, and nobody has taken a leadership position enough to even start to hold people accountable for this, and this has yet been in the winding chain of um, uh, the state. And I think, what was it? The city tried. The city tried. The the residents of Flint, uh, they voted against the little emergency city manager, but the city like went around it and still appointed that official. Mm-hmm to make these decisions so it was like even though the people stood up for themselves and said no they were still like yeah we're gonna do this regardless we're just gonna take another way i mean you know i think we owe it a lot to social media that we are even able to talk Mm -hmm. about this with any amount of fluency or knowledge but you know just like social media gives us the news we also get the memes behind it we get the creative takes and the videos or whatever and Mm -hmm. and i think one of the ones that was the most poignant was pointing out how mayor uh kwame kilpatrick back in the day i think late 90s early 2000s was sent to prison for you know mishandling um and 
uh, not doing due diligence to his job, doing his career, misusing funds, abusing resources, stuff like that. But you have right. people like, what is the governor, J- Jim Snyder, John Snyder, what's the governor of... Uh, Rick, Rick Snyder. Snyder, you have him still in position, still in power, still making moves, still delegating, still making decisions. Mm-hmm. And so you see the unevenness and the heavy handedness that a lot of black leaders have when they're in these positions. But we don't have white people being held accountable for, you know, issues that largely affect uh, black bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like you have these issues in Michigan, not even just in Flint, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, in a minute we're going to get to Detroit that show the widespread nature and I think the loose hand that a lot of these white leaders get to, you know, have to get away with causing mayhem for the lives of black right. people. But as soon as the impact of some stuff that a black leader does, you know, might touch some white folk. And this is not to say that Kwame Kilpatrick should not have been held accountable for his misdemeanors, right, but right. simply that, you know, once again, this is an example of, you know, the unevenness of the system and how mm-hmm. they deal with and grapple with you know, our community leaders and how we are structuring our societies and governments and who we are trusting to be leaders over them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just another slap in the face and more proof that accountability is not um, being adjudicated and allocated. Right, fairly. and it's, it's, I couldn't imagine being, a, being from Flint. You have to feel helpless, especially if you were behind the efforts to, to stop what's going on now, you know, a couple of years right. ago when they tried to uh, appoint this official. So it's like, you know, when you do the thing you're supposed to do and that didn't work, you know, what are you, you know, what do you have to to speak for yourself? How do you, how do you speak for yourself? How do you survive? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's a matter when of survival. You, you, We're talking about water. And, and that's, that's what's hard. Like, it's hard to say. You know, I should scream at the top of my lungs. I should do this big rally cry when it's something as simple as water, right? I'm not asking you to move mountains. Mm -hmm. I'm not. But if you can't, if I can't rationalize with you just by existing, the fact that I need water and it is your job and I pay taxes and, you know, I, I, as a citizen here, whatever that's supposed to mean, I deserve uh, access to clean, healthy, fresh water. And mm-hmm. if, if that doesn't matter to you, then what will my protest matter? You know, if, if you can't get that, if that's not a simple kind of bargaining chip that you're willing to navigate kind of pro bono or without us really having to get into some big debate or argument about it, then how can I assume that any mm-hmm. protest, any letters, any uh, re- revolutionary tactics that I can think of will get your attention any more than that when you can't even, you know, <laughs> humor me enough to give me clean water? Give me some water. And that's wild. So, so what do you think about the, you know, the water bottles being sent? I know, you know, we have to send them because they need water, but just I haven't really heard about any, you know, about them trying to fix the issue, like the pipes. I've heard they um, went back to using Detroit water, but I'm not sure about the process of that switching over. Yeah. But, you know, as of right now, they're still getting dirty-ass water. Yeah, I mean, and from what I understand, you still have a lot of resources being collected and a lot of people pulling together to send them just because Mm -hmm. I don't – send resources just because I don't think that there is a realistic and pragmatic end insight to this issue, one that actually solves the problem in a way that's significant for people. Like, I haven't heard anything in that capacity. I've more been hearing about – you know, I hear more about Meek Mills sending – you know, 60,000 <laughs> bottles of water or however much you sent and different people, you yeah. know, sending a water, which, you know, is not a bad thing. But that actually leads me to my question, a question that I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been, you know, every time we face a new rift in a black community, something that affects us significantly, it's always this big battle 
when something else comes on the scene that gets our attention. Like, you know, we can't, you know, it's the big debate. Can't we pay attention to two things at once? And, Mm-mm. you know, a lot we're of people not, are like, oh, you know, as soon as this is just a distraction, one thing is always a distraction from another <laughs> thing. And it's all the system trying to take us away from yeah. paying attention. So, of course, you have the Flint mm-hmm. water crisis and everything happening there. And then you have this Emmys talk, um, not Emmys, but uh, Oscars. the Oscars. Yeah. You got the refugee. Yeah. You got the refugee. You have just a lot of different issues happening and everything is a distraction. So here's my question. I'm going to narrow it down a little bit. Um, because I've been hearing a lot of people, you know, and seeing a lot of people post stuff on my different timelines that are like, how y'all going to send water to Flint when you ain't even worried about your own community? Like why, how can you be concerned with sending in resources and donating money when you're not looking for ways to make sure that, you know, the kids down the street from you are not suffering from lead poisoning. And and I always wonder, is that the right attitude to take toward, you know, the social issues of our time? Is it, uh, no, no. How do you, how do you feel about some of that? Man, that's I don't know. Like, hmm, that's I see that as well, and I get what they're saying. Get, get what you get. What who's saying? What's that? I get with the you know worry about the issues in your own communities because I feel like you know you, you should try to affect the area around you and outside. But if you're able to like just send water then and, and you're able and you sent it that shouldn't be you shouldn't get any like type of ridicule from that from your people right i mean i don't know i mean there's there's issues with our infrastructure especially in the midwest and northeast with old pipes and you know there are being lead issues in other right, cities. generally old homes old community yeah, Chicago, infrastructures places in ohio definitely uh baltimore so it's like I mean one of the I mean shout out to of course my big brother CEO of uh, Leaders of the Beautiful Struggle, Struggle Dr. Adam Jackson up there making moves he's not a you know a doctor right. in the sense of <laughs> academia but he is definitely doctoring oh, and, and, and doing maintenance to his Lucy. community absolutely so shout out to Adam doing his thing but he was actually somebody shout who out. posted some of those criticisms of a lot of people especially and particularly mm. with the issues in Baltimore who seem to be forgetful about what they can be doing you know in some of their local projects I know particularly he works um, out there in a couple different areas getting turkeys getting coats getting school supplies doing yeah. all that stuff so asking just some of those interesting introspective questions of, you know, what are you doing? What are you up to down the street as opposed to, you know, your concerns with the house down the street, you know, theoretically the house down the block or down the state or down the country line, you know, another time. It comes like, is it for show or because, you know, the thing down the street isn't, you know, isn't sexy. Yeah. I I think. But it's a part of, we, we need, we need you down the street and we need you, you know, as far as you can reach. I think the reality is twofold, you know, Mm-hmm. You got to, on one side, I think there are people who have to realize that, yes, we are capable of looking at two things at once and caring about two things at once, so you can't criticize, you know, people mm-hmm. for looking at two different issues or caring a little bit more about one or the other or posting more about one or the other. Like, you can't assume that right. people are not capable of caring and doing their due diligence to whatever issues are in front of them. We do it on a day-to-day basis, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're hungry and got a headache at the same time. You got to deal with both of them. They can be connected <laughs> or different, but they both are issues that you have to deal with before you can be happy you again. deal with um, You know, but alternatively, I think that we also have to be a people that start to rise to that standard of 
mobility in these issues, right? You got to be willing to mm-hmm. have a hand over here and a toe over there, an eye on this while you, you know, going off about this yeah. so that we can be prepared and, and be moving forward in a bunch of different directions on a bunch of different cylinders because that's how we're being attacked. It's from a different bunch of different directions and on a bunch of different cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of different right. speeds. Some, you know, have been happening slowly over time. When you have, you know, this issue with Flint, with the, the issue with the Oscars, right? But you also have issues that happen, you know, with a relative immediacy. Like, you know, every time we look up on somebody's brutalized by the police or there's some type mm-hmm. of, you know, issue that happens that we have to tend to that we weren't expecting. But we just got to be ready. Like, just as a people, we need to be attuned to what's happening around us and to do that without criticizing one another for caring, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I think from its... I could see if, as far as a, a grassroots organizer, it's probably frustrating mm-hmm. when when dealing with with your people sometimes. So I think that to me, that's what that criticism to me would sound like. It's, I mean, because it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard work, but it's not for everybody. And you know that's why. But we need those people. We need them to still doing it. We need them to be passionate about those areas too. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you don't want to draw heavy criticism on, you know, people that don't have water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a balance between the two, but I definitely can get it. I feel like, and this might be the only time the, the hashtag all something somethings matter might be mm-hmm. reasonably appropriate. But I think when you are challenging and combating things like um, structural inequity, things like uh, white supremacy, things like structural mm-hmm. violence, things like... Uh, capitalism and heteropatriarchy and you know misogyny trans misogyny like all of these different matrices of power that overlap to just be like evil you know in the world that we live in i think yes all resistance matters you know what i'm saying all strategies matter you know i think that is an appropriate Mm -hmm. way to look at you know the way look you know (laughs) what you're doing in this and that's because yeah all strategy hashtag strategies all strategies matter because like of course you have people who are out there in the streets and you have the ability um to you know be in your communities and be localized Mm -hmm. and to have a connection with people down the road but like people like me in socal i don't necessarily want to feel bad just because sometimes all all i can do is post something or all I feel like mm. I can do for that day, or you know I can be, we need I can contribute. You know, it's it's to post something meaningful, or to just mm-hmm. summarize my thoughts and my words in a way that speak to people who I know are on my timeline who are ignorant about these issues. Like sometimes that is my activism, and right. spurring those conversations and discussions are important. It's not always enough, right? Like I do in my own way and in my own lane in my own capacity, citing you know the author Ty May who cites Foucault. We ain't gonna get too much into that scholarship, but <laughs> you know I'm a specific intellectual. I seek to work yeah. in the places where my work and my life situate me, you know, which is what makes yeah. it important. I don't always get access to a bigger, broader stage, but I'm always forced to ask the question, what can I do in the capacity that I'm in and um, the ability that I can function? What can I right. do to walk away and say I made a thing better than it was before I got there? But, you know, everybody can't do every, everything. We need somebody doing this. We need somebody doing exactly that. every good army. We need somebody. We need somebody grinding on the street. Definitely, and then we need our academia. Every you know, pursuing, you know, in the books, you know, creating that archive of knowledge. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying we need to be looking at it from all possible ways in, instead of just one. Um, it's just a way of just communicating that message. Definitely. So 
but yeah I'm, I'm definitely with that we 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 gotta have all the people what's up shout out to the people <laughs> shout out to the people <laughs> revolutionary um hey. what else is good on i mean i don't know we all well we didn't we weren't gonna divert from uh michigan because right up in detroit i think today they closed 88 schools yeah, cause cause the teachers ninety percent of the schools the teachers wasn't banging with it. Like shout out to Detroit teachers. Shout out to Detroit teachers. Special shout out if you listening to Sharon Hopkins, um, running things and handling business at University Prep in Detroit. My favorite teacher okay. in Detroit, the only one I know, but still my favorite. Hey, um, and she's attested to um, definitely mm-hmm. the truthiness of a lot of these claims. Of of course, not really. Um, hard to see you know the pattern of that in a bunch of the schools that we exist in but definitely again social media saves the day instagram posts just flooding in i think 11 or 12 pictures i mm-hmm. saw on the buzzfeed article that i read of just deplorable conditions in these classrooms that these teachers have to function in right deplorable if someone does not know about this issue could you go ahead and elaborate yeah so um a few days ago it was exposed on Instagram, just kind of some of the general conditions of uh, Detroit public schools, everything from mm-hmm. uh, moldy floors and moldy food to uh, broken ceiling tiles where you have waste wow. and, and water leaking in the classrooms from bathrooms mm-hmm. upstairs. You have warped gym floors where it looks like bubbles are literally like a bubble. uh, under the floor. Mm-hmm. You have black no doors mold, in the girls no doors in the girls' bathroom, stalls missing all types of stuff if they're in there at all. Um, even the mm-hmm. teacher's waiting room or the teacher's uh, bathroom, uh, just like almost a hole in the floor. Like the toilet sitting there. I think I saw a special education bathroom with no toilet seat on the toilet. And then the most wow. disgusting thing that I saw was literally, you know, you walk outdoors and a lot of moisture is outside, maybe in a woody area, a rural area. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even in your neighborhood, you see those mushrooms coming up out the ground. Yeah. Like oh, yes. 50, yes. Like 50 of them growing out of the event in the wall, indoors, mm-hmm. you know, in these classrooms. And so inside uh, just general outrage, you know, about the conditions that these people or these instructors uh, and these educators are forced to teach in, that these students are forced to learn and thrive in. You want to be upset about uh, education standards being met, standardized testing, um, you know, lack of funds and how they're being allocated in our school districts and people want to point fingers and point fingers at the kids and say they're not doing well when you can't even give Mm -hmm. them an environment. You can't give teachers an environment they want to come to to show up in and do their best in and you know you want to see Detroit boom and grow and move forward you know because it's been looked at as such a, for such a long time as a failing city you know right. having to claim bankruptcy and stuff like that but you are not investing in the centerpieces and in the foundational the cornerstones of what makes a city great you know right. what makes a city survive and bounce back from something like that which is its future which is its students and which are the teachers who are literally the fabric of, and, and you know, are the infrastructure of what a city. They took is a stand. Be. They they called. They were like, we ain't coming to work. Absolutely. But there's no reason to come to work. That should be fixed now. Water should be fixed now. These are issues that need to be fixed like now. Basic, and this is already in a world where you know, just teaching as a profession, it's hard enough for teachers. Uh, for for there are not enough teachers available. That's why you have things mm-hmm. like you know 
classrooms being overcrowded, schools being shut down, and that's because people are literally not opting to go into that profession because there's low appreciation, it's high demand, you got to be a teacher, mm-hmm. a babysitter, a counselor, a parent, um, a mind reader, a future predictor. You have to literally create and mold somebody's destiny and you do it you know, mm-hmm. without enough money and resources to even get yourself out of the debt that it took you to learn how to, you know, be certified to do the job in the first place. And so people are frustrated. People are definitely frustrated yeah. right now. That that whole state is just wow right now. It was been like that for some years. And Obama was actually out there today because he was some with the auto industry and how that's having a resurgence. But, yeah, you got people that don't have water. So, so who cares? I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what I'm like. Forget all that cancel that meeting you know what i'm saying we got people that can't don't have drinking water or getting rashes on their on their skin from the water or you know we can't even show up to school right the whole district was shut down i mean the thing is you know it's like this is america but I, and didn't obama at the state of the union address just say i forgot what the last statement was but it was something about we good out here mm-hmm. pretty much wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't you like me to believe that yeah like I mean, my my biggest thing, though, looking at looking at Flint, looking at Detroit, looking at the state of Michigan, it's not like Mm -hmm. we have 49 other shiny examples of what it means to be a successful state. Things like this make me only wonder how far, you know, or how Mm -hmm. close other states are from teetering in these types of positions and being put in a place where they can't survive. You know, there was a lot of concern about droughts happening not only here but in Colorado, like just. This whole region yeah. and dealing like it's bad in a bunch of different places, and mm-hmm. the refugees is, is I mean that's the issues that military intervention caused. Yeah, the places we didn't belong. Absolutely. And now that I watch a lot of the RT, but they in, they're in Syria a lot. I'm just you know getting the stories, and a lot of these places are just abandoned. A lot of places in the country just abandoned. Mm-hmm. It. And they fled everywhere. Hmm. And I believe Obama just approved like $17 million for refugees to like go to like uh, depleted economic areas like in the Northeast and stuff. One of the cities I remember specifically was Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And um, hoping that they might, you know, latch on to something, create some type of business or something like that. But, I mean, I mean, it's that's, a, that's a whole other issue that, you know, in the mix of, you know, police brutality and we just having just simple ass issues <laughs> like the, and that's what i'm saying like you know yeah. I, I definitely understand in juxtaposition or in comparison to a lot of the other countries in the world we're doing great but lord make sure you want to come over here because it's wild uh, yes. we we definitely don't have anything together I just, I'm, yeah i'm just fearful of just to the point where we can be extending you know, high, high need, hospitality there like are people that. are in need but you know you, you just you don't want to go into a burning house Absolutely. So, and that's where we are. The house is on fire. Somebody help us, Jesus, please. And we just like it's fine for sure. The, I seen a meme like that, like a little cartoon dog, mm. fire everywhere. He's like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, let's get it together. We're in a panic. I can only hope that. I mean, that's the, the importance of like. Okay, we can talk about the Black Lives Matter protests in out in the Bay in Oakland. You know, they shut down a busy highway. Shut it down. Shutting, shutting shit down is, you know. Was it Golden Gate? Oh, it might have been Golden Gate. It might have been. I think Golden it entrance on the Golden Gate Bridge. And that's why it was um, news um, earlier this week. Twenty five were arrested. I believe they're. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. I didn't hear about them getting out, but the act is 
what I want to focus on because just this shutting shit down, it was an inconvenience, but there's a there's a need to bring light to these these issues that are going around around the country, mm-hmm. and some of it requires to, for some shit to be shut down. I mean, I think like I to said, shut down what you're doing, this this other petty bureaucratic bullshit, and let's solve some issues. Our strategies matter, and what is so funny about our that strategies matter yeah. is. You know, it happened on MLK Day. And, yeah, you know, yeah. white people who, of course, like to twist around their understanding and interpretation that Martin Luther King were like, oh, oh like I saw a tweet. Really Somebody was like, Martin Luther King would not have, you know, disrupted people's day or the flow of traffic. And it's like, what Martin Luther King are you talking about? The one <laughs> in Selma? That <laughs> movie just came out last shit, year. Man. Even if you <laughs> didn't know. About Martin, like I even believe, in real life too. I think Selma's even on Netflix, yo, or like Hulu. Like, do better for yourself mm-hmm. right now, because Martin Luther King was not here for you. He literally shut down the buses. You forgot about uh, Rosa, like yeah, the, they did that for over over a year. It, this is this is the exactly these are the things that we need are, are these shut shit down strategies that are just just like I'm not here for what you have to do and your concerns. We're dying. There are people who will never get to their destination. You do realize this. Mm. You'll just be a little late. I was like, if I ever get caught in one, I'm going to just cut my car off and... Get out. Let mm-hmm. me go on out here. Start documenting what's going on. Call whomever. Like, I just... We are... Snapchatting it. Like. And I feel like if you're surprised... <laughs> hopefully, if you listen to the chop-up, you're not surprised about the way that black folk are reaction, reacting about their mistreatment and the injustices they've seen in this country. But if for some reason you are confused and listening to the chop-up about why these things are happening and you, you know, like, don't get what's happening, you should prepare yourself. We are in the middle of a social uprising. So from now on, if you weren't ready, you should know that there is a probability, a possibility, a chance that you will be, air quotes here, inconvenienced by something that happens on the behalf of black and or brown people and or white people who are just as tired and who are ready mm-hmm. to go ahead and shake some things up and, and bring some some uh, lack of continuity to your day. So govern yourself accordingly. Uh, leave a couple mm-hmm. minutes early everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. Whatever you need to do. But, like, people are tired. Yeah. Folks are just worn. And they're spent. And I, for one, am not shocked. Um, I'm not either. I'm just... I'm just waiting for a tipping point or something because it just seems like each it's always escalating. That's a tipping point. I think we have one. I think we own one. Mm-hmm. I think we tip, tip, tipping right on. And I think mm-hmm. tipping points just, you know what I'm saying, as much as we want them to be like one central moment, I think tipping points happen over time just like anything else does. You know what I'm saying? And so I think we tipping. I think the agitation is real. I think people are no longer care. I don't know if you saw this. I saw a video. The mayor of Baltimore, let me see. Uh, Her name is Stephanie Rollins Blake. She was up making an announcement about sheesh something. I don't even remember. It's like two days ago. It was something probably relevant to what's happening around us, but it doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. this woman stood up in front of her. She's at a podium, on a podium, doing a press conference. Press is there, and she unrolled... uh, her poster and just held it up in front of uh, Stephanie Rollins Blake's face and she was like uh people trying to get the lady trying to stop her move her out of the way this lady stood mm-hmm. there stone faced flat footed was not moving was like do not touch yes. me move away 
and held up the sign that she had to hold up. I believe it might have been about it was the Flint. face. It was the face. The face that was like, you know, like, don't yeah, touch me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh, was, mm-hmm. She, like, do you, she straight up looking locked on, like, if you put another hand on me, you finna get an elbow. <laughs> like, I thought she was gonna hit a chicken wing on one of them and blah, like, just extend on her real quick. And then, but her eyes didn't even move. I, they just felt it. Like, that energy that was coming off of her was just like, nah, listen, this, you, you need to read this. That was the most blessed thing I had seen all the day long. Mm-hmm. And, I, I really just appreciated it for what it was worth because it so symbolized just how sick and tired and unwilling to be shushed and hushed and quieted and silenced that we are at this point. And I was like, yes, meow. Yes. Shut it down, interrupt. Meow. Inconvenience, whatever. Yeah, without a care in the world. But all it is to say we out you, and I don't think we getting tired yet. No time soon. No time soon. All right, cool. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. Um, something we want to introduce on the show, shine light on the artists that are out there. We know a lot of artists personally, so we definitely want to give you a platform to shine and uh, let your music be heard. So uh, if you want to share with us at thechopupemail at gmail.com, that is yeah. thechopupemail at gmail.com. Share your music, you know, share your love, share your product. Don't be sending nothing whack. Hey. If you play you and you whack, I'm going to just let people have you it. Gotta say you got to say, it's going to be played, and then you might get like a <laughs> you know, response like, hey, we, we just we, we just wasn't feeling it. But we still love you. Hey, though. we'll keep it, G. Hey. <laughs> you already know. Hey. You already know. Hey, hey, send your music, Speaking though. Speaking of keeping the yes, G. Yes, come on, Toya G. Lead us in Speaking this. Speaking of keeping the G, I know some of the most G people in the whole wide world and by G I mean genuine they really out here in the streets I mentioned them earlier they getting the job done Mm -hmm. it is the LBS crew and they have a whole mixtape called the foundation compilation that you can find on their website lbsbaltimore.com if you look up toward the top at the shop click the shop link you can get this uh tape you can get uh some shirts you can get wristbands you can support a lot of the people who have been at ground zero or the baltimore uprisings who have not left who have not moved not just the freddie gray movement and situation in the trial dealing with that they're on the front lines of that but they're also doing so much more so i want to shout them out but the song that I'm about to play, I'm actually on. They hey. hit me up and gave me a chance. My brothers and my sister, shout out to Breon, as well as Davon, Lawrence, Deverick, Adam, everybody doing business up there. Gave me a chance to jump on a track called Training Day. And just because it's my show, mm-hmm. it's the chop up. I wanted to go ahead and play a piece of Training Day just to give y'all a piece of that. The tape is hot. Go check it out. Again, lbsbaltimore.com. The shop link will give you what you need. This is training day. Hey. Mama, we training. Papa, we training. See, it's a real cold world for a young black girl, so I found myself in the struggle. See, it's a war out there, and this world ain't fair, so I'm pulling my team into the huddle. First things first, let's talk about facts. My brothers gotta get up, my sisters can't relax. Right side, left side, done the pull attack. We gotta stand together or we get pushed back. No more background. 
we take it to the stage. Losing black wife and it's on the front page. I got black love like I got black rage. Messing with my family, but not let me out the cage. And guarantee, I'm with 10 more just like me. Knowledge itself in the elevated psyche. Peace of mind and self-love. So we chillin' like some villains in the park doing Tai Chi. Until you try to take our hope away. And then we back up on the front line. So you thought we was just gonna walk away. But what he say, we don't get, we don't get tired. We ain't never been a lost generation. Want us to think that we're broken, weak. But be more than KC, baby. You see my woes all in these streets. Doing work till it's sliced out. Going all the way in, cause we bout that mission. You know it's all hands on deck. You better open up your eyes and catch the vision. This song goes out to you, thinking what can I do or what can I say? We love the people and we free the people and we bout that work cause it's training. Hey, Dev. Yo. You ever God pull your family back? Tell your cousin not to bang a strap. My homie graduated from selling crack. But that's all that I'ma say on that. Niggas be snitching on record, infecting they kind. Bitch, won't you speak to the blind? I see that you good and you fine, but why is you feeding me swine? Me and my niggas, we teach the kids that you lie to. Hanging the hoods where you slide through. Hang out where you ride through. And we used to do what you might do. So we don't want to hear that weak shit no more. You ain't rocking with us. Fuck you in here for. Cause you ain't even making noise. Fuck rip, please believe it. We can hear it all up in your voice. My nigga, we training. We tried to work and they gave us lemons. We flipped around and made lemonade. And we know what the struggle like. So this is training day. Little black girls, little black boys, build our world. Be our voice, train for squirrels. Lead by choice, and our girls. My mom will train Young black girls, young black boys, build our world. Young niggas can't survive these days. High school graduation is a sight to see. All we need is a come up, a training day. LBS Freedom School, yeah, they paved the way. But see, the joy and lies will fight the tears away. So no time for fear, my fight will rise again. Fighting for the very freedoms we were born with. No applause yet, I'm just black and I'm gifted. If we trained already, we gotta get ready. We in the belly of the if we trained already, we ain't gotta get ready. We in the belly of the Since 07, the whole heaven has bestowed upon us with low dwelling the opportunity in our community to God revolutionary human. All right, y'all. That was training day. Don't forget to check out my good friends over at LBS, Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, doing their thing in Baltimore, Maryland. Check out the website, lbsbaltimore.com. Don't forget to click on not only the whole website. Check out the whole website. Don't get it twisted. We're not just trying to get you to buy things. I think I can speak for them when I say that. But they want you to get the information, but also check out some of the merchandise. Um, see what's going on. They have books. Uh, they have recordings. They their news, the things that they're doing in the community, the ways you can support what's going on in Baltimore and give it to people who are actually using those resources to make changes is right there. And that's really where your money goes. It's for the mission. I promise y'all, they are really out there working hard. So check out lbsbaltimore.com. Click that shop link, support them, support their endeavors. Um, and make sure you just hold it down and make sure you're ready for training day. You know what I'm saying? It's training day. But switch it up a little bit. Uh, another segment of the show that me and Cameron both, me and uh, Cam G, the coolest brother, both, my bad, <laughs> care about and are passionate about. You're killing uh, I'm sorry. 
are sports. You know, we definitely get into not only just sports yeah. in the game itself, but how it affects our culture. We definitely, you know, look to media. We will have the entertainment chop coming up here in a little bit. But sports definitely defines, and our athletes of our time are defining everything from LeBron and him being called out to speak out on what happened with Tamir Rice to a lot of the different issues that mm -hmm. we see happening on the field, on the court, off the field. Um, off the green. We're looking at all different types of sports and issues, but we want to talk about some sports chops. So let's get into that. Cam, what's up? Hey. Hello there. <laughs> nah, I don't know. You know, uh, I played sports all my life. Started out in soccer, uh, got into football, played it all the way through college. So um, one of the first things I wanted to bring up was the concussion issue that is kind of being brought to light. And Antoine Randallero recently came out about some issues that he's had. He was a NFL wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, played about 10 years ago. I think he won a right. Super Bowl. He may have won two. Was a key player on those teams during those runs they were making. And uh, he's a 36-year-old man, and he's talking about, you know, having trouble walking down the mm -hmm. stairs, um, body just hurting, and, you know, the loss of memory. Memory lapses, talking to his wife and, you know, forgetting what he just said or maybe repeating the same thing again. And, you know, it's playing a sport that long um, – um, I'm 26. I played it till I was 22, and I can't remember ever having a mm -hmm. concussion. But sometimes I do wonder if I did and wasn't diagnosed because I, you know, it's just it's part of the culture and the sport just to yeah. be tough and you know play through it. You know, a lot of people are saying that you know they'll do it again, which it's you know you learn so much in the sport. You learn so much about yourself. You you get the camaraderie, the brotherhood. But you're also putting your only body on the line to have, like, lifelong... Issues and ailments, uh, can't walk, can't stand, right. can't... You know, right. your fingers are going in 17 different directions, all types of uh, just yeah. strenuous injuries that... Yeah, I mean, I have my... I have my, my like, I think that mine are small because I didn't have major surgeries or major injuries. I was blessed right. in that aspect, you know, being especially being a smaller guy and, and playing in... Collegially, it's just—it's amazing. I didn't have a major injury, but <clears throat> I know a lot of guys that did, and it, it lingers. So, you know, I—I've—I've uh, I've, I have friends that play uh, play high level college football, and it's like, nah, my son's not playing playing football. So it's becoming to a point like you know, people are educating themselves and and you know, learning or listening to their bodies and hearing other other stories, and they're like, nah, we, we you know, we're not doing that. So I just. I wonder how the sport is, is going to go because the NFL is such a large industry. It's making so much money off Well, of I mean, players. it's no secret. Like, even though concussions mm -hmm. are, you know, kind of a new talk, like, they definitely have been. This is this is something mm -hmm. that has been developing and underway as far as exposing the impact of the game, you know, for a very, very long time. You have even the Will Smith movie, you know, concussion that came out over uh, right, the Christmas right, holiday right. that reflects a lot of the mm -hmm. research and developing or developments, rather, um, in neurological in the neurological field about the connection between all them hard hits and impacts. I just watched my team, you know, uh, the Chiefs play with the uh, against the Patriots, you know, in the right. uh, one of the divisional games in the playoffs, and there was a, a hit mm -hmm. that was uh, I forget who the two players were against. Sometimes I forget players or whatever, but I do remember the Chiefs receiver not being positioned um, and prepared to take that particular hit, which is why it was so controversial. So every single Sunday, every mm -hmm. single Saturday, every single what Monday and Thursday, whenever football comes on, mm -hmm. there are a bunch of different examples, and that's just on the pro level of 
how right. potentially dangerous the game is. And a lot of people do, you know, a lot of fans of the game criticize it for being too soft. I had a couple friends, you know, post, and they post pretty regularly after some game, some big hit, some controversial action, mm-hmm. you know, how close the game is to two-hand touch now and how, you know, pretty much it won't be a football game to play and people might as well play soccer where you only use your feet because you use your hands or any other part of your body. Um, it, it right. You know, it's taken away from the game itself. And, you know, I'm only a, a, a fair weather. I'm the, oh, Lord, I call myself a fair weather. I'm a fair weather fan of the game. <laughs> I am a dedicated Chiefs fan. But as far as caring about okay. what happens in football, hmm. you know, I definitely is contingent mm-hmm. on what my team is doing at any given time. And so right. even though I'm not always ear to the ground, dedicated to everything that happens, I know enough about sports, care enough about, you know, some of the – PR aspects, how the game is being represented to the public aspects of it, to mm-hmm. know that this concussion thing is a long time coming. Uh, who's a junior Seau, uh passed away not oh, yeah, not too long ago. Committed committed yeah. suicide. Actually, but uh, after them, they did analysis on his brain, saw that he was suffering from a lot of those same degenerative issues. Uh, they call it CTE. Yeah, that players experience so after getting hit it. a lot of times. Uh, mm-hmm. My man's uh, the chief. Who very recently, not too long ago, went and and killed himself and his wife. His killed mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. uh, went up to the uh, to the locker rooms and they had to defuse the situation and talk him down. And just uh, countless examples of different people dealing with these right. issues in the league. Yeah, the league is definitely has some issues that are not talked about a lot. The concussion. I mean, everyone knows about the concussions, but I think one thing that a lot of people don't talk about is the like the medications that you play yeah. on. Just, just to get on the field on Sunday, you know, all the pain pills and shooting up injections and this and that and whatever else they may be doing. But, you know, just, you know, the Antoine, to bring it back to Antoine Randall coming about coming out about his issues, you get one body, Definitely. you know, and you, you're putting your body on, on the line and watching the game. Now I sometimes cringe at some of the hits. I'm like, ooh, like, damn, like, you know, and I, I'm just – I can just see it. The injuries, I just – I can just – and I feel for the players because I'm just like, that's the rehab, the all the work that's put into that. You know, you love it, but, you know, at, at what cost? And I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I would want to explore other sports. So I got into boxing after football, which isn't <laughs> which isn't even, uh, I would say, better because you're taking head blows. But I think with boxing, you can kind of monitor a fighter throughout his career. You know if he's taking a lot of punches as a trainer, as a manager, as just someone affiliated right. with a fighter. But, we you know, we got people making strides in other sports. Uh, and, you know, we got the Olympics coming up, uh, Rio 2016. Um, in the sport of swimming, you should see a lot of a lot of black faces in there doing well. Um, um, I know last spring we had three women by the name of Simone Manuel, Leah Neal and Natalie Hines, uh, who went one, two, and three in the women's 100-yard freestyle, which was never done before. Um, we, we do have uh, men's swimmers as well. One of them is uh, Cullen Jones, which has uh, spoke out in a lot of the inner cities about swimming. Uh, that's so important to our people because we, we're drowning more than any other ethnic group, and it's because, you know, a lot of that has to do with access, but we're just not being exposed right. to those things. And I, I can... Imagine, like, because I watched all the sporting events when I was young coming up, and I used to like watching the swimming, but I never saw us in the swimming. So I can imagine, like, as, you know, a young person watching, like, the what, the 96 Olympics, seeing someone that looks like me in the pool, you know, going in because these people about to 
win. They but you will see us on the yeah. podium uh, here here in a few months. So I mean, it'll be. I don't know. Like, what what do you think about that? Like, we got women killing in, in this sport. It's we it's definitely exciting. I mean, just to to look at the discussion we just had about concussions, and not to say that football wholesale is a bad sport. I love the game. Uh, you know, I oh, yeah. like I. That now you know, my facts and my ability to love. spit them and spill them out, you know, is a little bit different. Javon mm-hmm. Belcher is the name of the player who, um, you know, suffered the tragic issues in the Kansas City, um, in Kansas City, um, and far as far as concussions go. But to tie that into kind of the athletes that we're seeing in other sports and how neat that is, I think it's great that we don't have to send all of our, you know, black athletes to go play football or always just go send all of them to go play basketball. Right. I mean, we can diversify and, you know, have some people in that arena. Yeah, they'll have those experiences, but we can also look to Olympians like these young ladies um, who are going and taking, you know, uh, professional competitive Olympic level swimming by storm. You know, I was fortunate right. enough in Kansas City to grow up in a, a kind of a swim environment. Like, swim teams were kind mm-hmm. of a thing where I grew up. Um, shout out to my boy, right. Aaron, um, who uh, swam and did his thing. A good friend of mine, Grace, did her thing on some city swim teams. Uh, Central High School uh, definitely, uh, actually rather, has uh, an Olympic-sized swimming pool in it. It was one of the more major renovations of the Kansas City area high schools mm-hmm. that happened, I think, uh, maybe late, early uh, early 90s, where um, Central High School right in the heart of Midtown Kansas City got a huge renovation in terms of getting like uh, classical art museums or classical Greek museums and different amphitheaters and this huge, huge pool that really attract a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and a lot of people swimming there. And so I was able to kind of peep that. I will say though, and this is no diss and plenty of love to all my friends I saw swimming in high school. (laughs) I didn't think I would see that, you know, translate to a big enough level to where we see them doing their thing in the Olympics. And so to see, right, you know, you're Olympics. not only killing it at 10 and 12 and 17, but to be like, I'm 19 and 21 and 23 and I want the gold against other countries. That's big. Mm-hmm. Like that's big. And so, and, and that's what we're looking at. Have you ever, like, I'm going to drop a name on you. Um, Ooh, wait, no, I got Google. <laughs> Well, I, I of course I would tell you who it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna Google but it. But just thinking about athletes who are making splashes in arenas they weren't ever really meant to. Yeah, young woman by the name of Tia Norfleet, who was actually the daughter of a black NASCAR driver who broke into NASCAR in the 90, 90s. Bobby Norfleet is actually too been taking mm. NASCAR car by storm and been driving and uh, racing and winning and and really becoming a threat. In professional racing, and I think that's even wild just because, I mean, black women are everywhere. Black girl magic is real. Tia Tia Norfleet. And that's a huge sport. You're talking about people coming from hours away to camp out for days for this event. These are like weekend events, Thursday through Sunday. They got the races going on, and and we jumping in there too, jumping in the water and in the nice car. Shout out to Tia Norfleet. So, uh, what else is up on the sports tip, G? Uh, that's all I got for this time. But we definitely going to uh, hit y'all with a lot of different things. Uh, if y'all got any stories for us, or if we're going to keep plugging the email, anything you want to tell us we're doing a good job or we're doing a bad job, hit us up at the top up email at gmail.com. But, uh, and I say that because I think we got some more we do. music. We do. Um, a good friend of ours, somebody we both um, have grown to know and love, 
you more specifically, mm. y'all are really growing a terrific and wonderful brand and product for the public to very, very soon consume. But we're talking about none other than uh, the Fly Mac himself, T. Lee, holding mm. it down, actually currently on his YouTube page, YouTube. Just uh, get on YouTube and search for T. Lee. Uh, 25 freestyle series where he is dropping freestyles. What is it? Every day, every couple of days until he gets to 25. He's like on three or four right now. So it's a couple of different freestyles up there, but y'all check out the YouTube page, the YouTube page for T Lee, uh, 25 freestyle series. Uh, the song we're about to play is part of that series. It's a cool song. It's a dope song. It lets you know just uh, how cool, how swagged out, how dope we really are right here on the Chop Up, who we're connected with. The name of this song is 80 Bricks. Check it out. Hope you like it. This is your boy T. Lee. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. You feeling like one of them ball-playing niggas, you know? Bird, magic, or something. You know a nigga got dope. A nigga can leave the league. If I leave, the fans still gon' love me, man. Uh, rolling up a tree, I might just go out on the limb and say these niggas women, Caitlyn Jenner this December. All these jumpmans on me, I might jump up out the gym. 72 and 10, patent leathers this December. Body feeling heavy when I hop off in the Chevy. Rims looking giant, so I call them Odell Beckham's. Nigga, why you saying shit? Just call me Captain Breaker, bitch. Been Mackin' since by 86, that's why I'm dope as 80 bricks. 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm, boy, I'm dope as 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm, boy, I'm dope as 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm, dope as 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks, fresher than the newborn, hooked to the placenta, boy, stepping hard, hard. I know I'm that nigga. Off in my Cuban, twisted like a Rubik's, pitching like a Nolan. I work her like aerobics, dope as triple beam. Call me Dan Marine, quarterback the rap game, captain of the team. On my way to Pluto, scheming in a Tudo. When it comes to painting pictures, I draw four like Uno. Hoes turn their heads and say all oh, like a dentist, but I just take it to the chest like bra and some titties. They all in the tenants and they all playing tennis. They in love with the game, I just go hard and kill it. Crazy shit, polo on my baby shit. Take a nigga cash money and keep it on that baby shit. Smash and ever babysit. Call me Captain Breaker, bitch. I was born in 86, that's why I'm dope as 80 bricks. 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm dope as 80 bricks. 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm dope as 80 bricks. 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm dope as 80 bricks. Step off in my lane and I'ma break your ass off. My kin folk hard and he playing with that soft. My flow is ten key, it's a bird of that rock. Then fly making bird, shoot the bird to the law. Boy, I'm in the studio, I'm jamming to my shit. Cooking up them hits, boy, I'm flipping up my wrist. Reggie Miller Curry with the shit. Ain't nobody fucking with me cause I'm worth 80 bricks, huh? 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm dope as 80 bricks. 80 bricks, 80 bricks, 80 bricks. Boy, I'm 
is 80 bricks. 80 bricks. 80 bricks. 80 bricks. Boy, I'm dope is 80 bricks. 80 bricks. 80 bricks. 80 bricks. Boy, I'm dope is 80 bricks. That was T. Lee, 80 Bricks. Shout out to you, bro. Hey, we gonna keep it moving. Um, Toya G, we got some entertainment. What's up on the entertainment shop? All right, so this week on the entertainment shop, we have a special reserve space for a very special person who is truly mm-hmm. living up to, you know, the project, the name of the project that gave her her claim to fame. We could be talking about none other than the beautiful, but ridiculously idiotic, uh, clueless <laughs> Stacy Dash. This clueless. nutcase has <laughs> gotten on uh, social media, has gotten on, I think, she was on, she Fox. Was on Fox News, her home base, Fox. where there she stays safe and the white people keep her warm. Uh, she got on Fox and had, you know, a couple things to say in terms of chiming in about the recent statements and uh, that have been circulating the Oscars, right? Of course, we have uh, right. everybody from Spike Lee to Jada Pinkett Smith to a couple different individuals saying, yes, there is clearly an issue with the Oscars. It's too white. Oscar's so white. You know, mm-hmm. uh, all the tweets that have people have been going in just really stating the obvious that the Oscars is a very, very white place to be and to try to be celebrated. And so... Yeah. In response, and of course, uninvited, nobody asked her, nobody, you know, really needed for her to chime in, nobody implored her to, you know, collect her two cents and then to cash them in at the bank of public uh, Mm -hmm. consideration and public opinion, but she did, um, and I guess that's her right. Mm -hmm. But she gets up and she says the following. Uh, and she, I'm a quarter when she says this on Fox and Friends. She says, we have to make up our minds. Either we want to have segregation or integration. And if we don't want segregation, mm-hmm. then we need to get rid of channels like BET and the BET Awards and the NAACP Image Awards where you are only awarded if you're black. I think she went on to also um, mm-hmm. say if it were the other way around, we would be up in arms. It's a double standard. And she even went as far as to call for the end or an end to Black History Month. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. what? I don't. Shut your uh, ass Basically, up. um, a stadium of seats. I'm like, who got her on Fox? You. Like, it don't matter. Does she make? Does she make appearances on there? Like, is that a regular you, thing? When is you a black thing? person up to no good, you always got on a white plug. You always got somebody willing to plug you so they can point to hey, you. Hey, you got yeah. me. Because they want to be me. able to point to you to say, look, that you, she the black friend. Like, and she pretty. Nah. You know, and she. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, and mm-hmm. what makes it so sad is, you know, she has her history, you know, with the black folk before she left us and decided to mm-hmm. go into the, the void world of anti-blackness and white supremacy. She did hold us down. And so yeah, little did she remember or recall that she, you know, earned a couple checks from BT. Yeah, they put on black. She was too. on, uh, what was she? Was she on Single Ladies? <laughs> she game. was on The Game. Um, I don't know what else she was I, on, but they I mean, definitely she do got on there. Those type of productions. Yes. And when she, she said what she said, they got on Twitter, BT did, and was like, uh, so does this mean we can get our checks back? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's a very valid question. She was like, well, I'm getting these Fox checks now. 
I wonder if they pay her to go and get on there. I was like, look at her up there looking she crazy and talking that shit. She's a conservative. She ain't doing nothing for free. Definitely. She bought them coins. Uh, nah, they, they slid us some money, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Because then you had, you know, Stacey Dash chiming in, and I just drew a yeah. blank. First, I'm Viv. Oh, you talking about, yeah, not, not Stacey she, Dash, but. Um, I'm Viv. Yeah. <laughs> but she, you know, she was going in on the. Janet Hubert. Too. Like, Janet Hubert, sorry. Excuse us. But I don't know, there hasn't been much attention about the, I guess, the sitting out of, of the Oscars. I, I mean, it's obvious. It's Hollywood. Yeah. It's white. You know, they don't even, black actors don't get a lot of work. So it's likely that they're not going to be nominated for a lot of their roles. But it's kind of a slap in the face when, like, Sylvester Stallone, Jack Face has. <laughs> Forgot all about you know, Michael B. Jordan, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, all right. Wow. So I guess person he was supporting wasn't all that good or i guess they're saying that you know he elevated that guy's character more than he did i don't know uh it's so do you think i don't know it, it's 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 crazy it's, it's do you crazy. think that yeah. we should as black people because i've heard a lot of different criticisms a bunch of people have chimed in people mm-hmm. i know celebrities and a couple of things i surmised and uh from it one thing in particular was that people were like you know some people are like, we should take over white people stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, things that they build, institutions, societies, award shows, whatever it is, we should be trying to take their stuff other over. Other people are like, instead of taking over their stuff, we need to be focused more on supporting our own stuff. So, what do you, where do you fall yeah. in that in that area? Because I don't think they are exclusive of one another. I think, I personally think that you should both be trying to take over their shit, but you should also be trying to support your own. But I can understand the difference yeah, in between the two. How do you feel? Hmm. Like, I don't know, like, like with everything, there, there's a balance. You want to support your own. Uh, but, like, white folks ain't changed. They've been pretty much treating us the same since they brought us here. So, uh, you know, we shouldn't expect them to, to recognize us right. at the Oscars. Like I, I don't know why we we just expect that I, I don't I don't expect that like I as I, I guess at this point I expect for them for the black actors to get snubbed um, I, that's just the way it is but we don't own any of the studios um, we we don't own the casting companies we're, I mean we're I not, think in some that. ways we do though like you know you get and, and not that it's the on best those major quality. scales we're getting those those major budgets yeah you know but Tyler Perry like, got bread like and people will hey, flame this man these movies are all all over the world some of these movies with these large budgets in these studios and you know and these are the ones with the all white cast the, the black movies with the black cast won't get I'll the money necessary to you know to to do the production to do the grandiose things in, in the in the production get the you know the orchestra that hits you with a nice film score. You know all those things matter when it comes to these to film. So, I mean, I just don't expect us to be recognizing that aspect. Maybe we should cherish the awards we do have more instead of, I guess, making a mockery out of them. You know, but it's I don't know. This comes with an understanding of who you're dealing with. So I, I just don't have a lot of expectations from the people we're dealing with when we're talking about the Oscars. That's real. I mean. But diversify the conversation a little bit because I think this speaks to Mm -hmm. a lot of other, you know, platforms of recognition where we seem to get looked over. The Grammys, the Golden Globes, Mm -hmm. the uh, whatever awards you could probably name, People's Most Beautiful People of Mm -hmm. the Year. Like, right, any any, uh, merit-based system for entertainers to live in, we probably more likely than not fall at the bottom of it, you know? And it's interesting because... 
white culture and dominant culture in our society's pop culture uh, thrives and sucks off of and splurges on what's produced by black people, right? Like, mm-hmm. I saw a list today of the top 10 words, uh, you know, the slang words that we want to be bringing in to the new, into 2016. And I think one of the words was like, uh, trash, like something is trash. And I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> what are you talking about, right? So, uh, we would, silly yeah, stuff. Yeah, so when we live yeah. in a society, right, that just leeches off of black culture like that, but then won't throw recognition, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I really do feel like in some capacity, you got to go to your own award shows. You know, you got to be Beyonce going to the BET Awards and the Soul Train Awards, even when yeah. you don't want to. You got to be, you know, all of these major figures who support stuff by people who just look like them. And this is nothing new. This is not new conversation right. or discussion about what has to happen. I just haven't figured out why nobody's been inclined enough to why do it. Why we aren't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not understanding that either because, you know, just just sometimes your presence at an event like, I don't know, the Soul Train or the BET Awards, um, the Essence, whatever, whatever that it may be, you know, can speak a lot. And, you know, people be like, well, they was there last while. I'm going to show up. And, you know, it is just... I don't know, I guess build that that community like you know our, our people are gonna show up and show out at our yeah. events. You know y'all got y'all stuff. We might get recognition here and there. We're gonna celebrate it. Yeah, glad you made it. But we're gonna show you love over here too, and make sure to let you know that you're appreciated and that you're loved amongst your own people. So, but I, there's a lot of artists um, that are out there in the mainstream that are black that I don't think we recognize a lot. Yeah. So. I think it, we would have to kind of broaden our asp- uh, our horizon as far as the music that we're recognizing. Absolutely. Too. Um, we're real, so we're real big on hip hop and and gospel and R and B. Really, it's I think it's R and B, gospel, then hip hop. I think that's how Black people listen mm. to music. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely. I mean, I think that's I think it's what we're consuming the most in that order: uh, R and B, gospel, then hip hop. So, but there's other genres that we got people uh, thriving on. It's like kind of created their own. Uh, genres fusion of like rock and pop and hip hop and soul neo soul so you know those people are definitely you know uh, notable and should be recognized too amongst our, our well, people. Listen. Uh, I, I meant uh, this is one because I uh, it came back to me when we talked about Tori Mar in one of the other episodes. I didn't really see a lot of black people in in the crowd mm-hmm. at at the show. Uh, he's black and Filipino. He's the lead of the band. You know, he, you know, we were, we weren't really in the crowd a lot for it. I mean, it's a different type of music, but at the same time, it just, I just wonder what the support would look like for someone in that in that environment. Sure. So, I mean, you know, just thoughts. I mean, definitely, I don't disagree. The only thing I would say to punctuate mm-hmm. what you said is whatever right. arena, whatever, whether it's a concert, whether it is an award mm-hmm. show whether it's a political project that's going on, uh, my only request of our people is that we don't invite Stacey Dash. You know what I'm saying? Like, she can't come. <laughs> like, we're done with hey, her. Hey, I think everybody can get on And so, again, all resistance you matters. You know, people... All strategies black people, Yeah, all strategies matter. Hashtag all strategies matter. Black people doing their thing and just exploding and erupting and defying expectations. Mm-hmm. Left and right, music, sports, politics, journalism, uh, medicine, right? We are dominating things. We just shouldn't. She can't come. Her and Raven yeah. and... Uh, Y'all stay over there. Who else, who can't else can't here. come? 
Um, Samuel L. Jackson's character from the Django was uninvited. Uh, Clarence <laughs> Thomas. He's part of Samuel L. Jackson. Um, like, there are so many Thomas, different okay. people who okay. we are not just extending a right hand mm-hmm. of fellowship to. But outside of that, we've got to get on the good foot, get together, and kind of hold it down for ourselves. Can I get a witness uh, up in yes, here? Right over Absolutely. Here. Right over here. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I'm about to switch it up because I'm sick of talking about Stacey Dash and she been getting too much rotation. Last thing, though, did you see the Kanye West meme yeah. that was like, she ain't been right since he left her at the airport? And it no, all falls no, down. Actually, that's some surprise I didn't see. Life changing <laughs> meme. Shout out to y'all. But. You know, for everybody who, one of the phrases that they said needs to be left in 2015 is Netflix and chill. I kind of agree with that. But I think the activity in and of itself is still one that allows for us uh, to thrive as uh, (laughs) movie watching, TV watching people. Whether you watch a lot, whether you watch a little bit, you know. Everybody got Netflix. Everybody got somebody's password. Everybody done passed around somebody's password they weren't supposed to. So everybody's flixing it up these days. And here mm-hmm. recently, Netflix flixing, flixing it up. up. Yeah, I think that's the new phrase for um, 2016. What you doing? I'm flexing. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You flexing? No, I'm flexing. <laughs> um, y'all, don't steal my stuff, y'all. Make sure y'all give me credit. Somebody right. ask you what you're doing. You're like, I'm flexing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, right. hashtag flexing. But mm-hmm. I think next time y'all plan on doing the Netflix thing, that um, y'all should take heed to this list. Netflix just produced of 2016 releases of some of their uh, best, uh, but also some new shows. So shows like uh, Chelsea Does, which is a show by Chelsea Handler that I guess it's like a four-part documentary series that looks at her looking mm-hmm. at racism. Chelsea Does Racism, Chelsea Does Drugs. Now, I'm not a Chelsea Handler fan, but whatever. You know, I think she... Uh, I'm not familiar with She her, really. uh, benefits oh. from a lot of white woman privilege, and she even tries to talk about it and of navigate course. it in a way that's productive, but sometimes I think it doesn't end up being productive because... Even from the previews I saw of like Chelsea does racism, it she it's annoying, frustrating. But I haven't seen it, so I, I do plan yeah. on watching it so that I don't pass premature judgment. But Chelsea right. Handler has a four part docu series. You also have uh, Fuller House, which um, is a redo or a respin of Full House. So Fuller House is going to mm-hmm. be up there. House of Cards is going into its fourth season, season third third fourth season, season I believe, fourth, fourth season. Coming through hard. Um, right. Daredevil. I got into Daredevil and it was cool. <clears throat> it's coming into a second season. Excuse me. The Unthinkable. Oh, you watched the first I think season? I did. I did. I watched it. May, I don't know if I finished the first season, but I did get pretty deep into it uh, and really enjoyed it. Very well written. Um, uh, a lot of great acting. A lot of great action. And so I'm not even really into like the kind of comic book-esque themed movie shows whatever i could do without them just because that was never really my cup of tea but i, I watched it it mm-hmm. was it was good um the unthinkable kimmy schmidt which show about this random white girl um <laughs> was tricked her and three other four other women something like that into being like a part of a cult and uh, you know they were what? put underground only to find out that the cult leader was lying the end of the world never came so he, they just had him trapped down there um she comes back you know, they, they get freed or released because they were basically kidnapped from, you know, being hidden underground for so long by this cult leader. And she's out in the world in New York living her life. And so it's a pretty funny show. Um, Unthinkable Kimmy Schmidt. There's a show called, called Marsville, Grace and Frankly. Frankie, of course, Orange is the New Black is coming back out. Everybody's yeah, favorite yeah. show. 
is coming back on in the mid-June, I think. Stranger Things. You were talking about Hannibal Burris, who's a comedian who has a special coming out on Netflix. Um, uh, and oh, apparently yeah. that's supposed to be pretty decent. So a bunch of different stuff coming out on Netflix. I want to put that plug out on there uh, for you all, just in case. For the Netflix You know, for the flixing. Make sure... Oh, I'm sorry. We changed it. We <clears throat> changed flexing. it. 2016. We flexing. 2016. But, new thing. you know, get your snack game right. You know, get your and chill mm. game right. Whatever that dot, dot, dot is for you. Whatever you're going to do. Uh, but some of these shows, you know, could probably start it out. Do any mm. of them stand out to you as particularly interesting? Uh, I think I'm going to definitely get to the uh, Chelsea Does series. Right. I want to check that out. Uh, the Fuller House. I might just try to see where they're going with that and if it intrigues me I'll watch the rest of the series I'm definitely a Kevin Spacey fan so the House of Cards on that yeah got some watching to do and Orange is the New Black definitely I gotta catch up though I'm so I got I got some catching up I mean I think all of the shows I definitely I still have some Orange is the New Black to to sell up too but pretty Mm -hmm. much all the shows you name plus even some of the ones like Love I think Flaked I don't really think I'm gonna care about nothing called Ranch but um, Stranger Things like all of them I think are some shows that I might try to give a shot to just cause Netflix been kinda holding it down they had uh, everybody's been watching uh, Making of a Murder have you watched that documentary mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about it's, it it's a lot about it's really it. something that makes you sit up there and be like wow like not that I didn't already know this but if they do this to a mm-hmm. white man like if the law would do this yeah. to a white man you know they don't care about no niggas yo like it's just <laughs> yeah, you can be yeah. confident that they do not care about what they can do to black folk and a lot of that is just predicated mm-hmm. and of course we're getting one side a biased documentary a lot of people have been saying or I saw I've mm-hmm. seen different reports or articles that say that the uh, documentary gives a very narrow look at all the evidence and the way things are evaluated and why he was, you know, uh, experienced the legal battles that he did. I don't want to give too much away, but definitely check out uh, Making of a Murderer. It, murderer. It's dope. Uh, then we, what, what else do we have? We have Esco, uh, who was it? Pablo Escobar's story was on there, right? Tripping Narcos is the name of the show that was real popular on Netflix. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm tripping. tripping. Uh, that Narcos was a really big hit. A lot of people watched it. I definitely got into that as well. But some good business going on on Netflix, so make sure y'all checking that out. Yeah, I definitely need to get that one. All right, G. Well, I'm thinking it might be about that time. We can go ahead and start wrapping it up. But before I do that, I definitely want to extend that invitation one more time out to our friends out there listening with skills, whether you got um, some vocals, you got bars, you got... Lyrics, whatever you want us to hear, you send it to hear us everything. on the chop up email at gmail.com. We want to hear it all. The chop up email at gmail.com. Hopefully, we can feature you on the show, have you uh, do something wonderful for us. Shout out to LBS, uh, who we had training day from the foundation compilation uh, playing on here t- on this episode. We also had T Lee with the 80 Bricks Freestyle going hard. Hey. Check him out on YouTube. And last but not least, I think we're going to hold it down with yeah, C-Poke. One That's one of your folk, right? From Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Dallas, everybody right listening. On. The track is called Beautiful. It sent it to me a few days ago to my email. Played it, thought it was dope. So we're going to end the show with Beautiful by C-Poke. And I can't even lie. I was, and I can't even lie. I was trying to do something. I, could, uh, I just, they... 